Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in today. This is Series 11, and this is my 100th episode, and you will see that I have a guest with me. Now, I have been having um, this whole episode be done with just me and ChatGPT, but on my 100th episode, I wanted to have a phenomenal guest on, and that is she is. And so... If you listen to my brother's um, series, it's it's kind of nerve-wracking for me to read the bio while they're right next to me, but here we go. Um, let me introduce this guest that you now see in front of you for episode 100. I kind of can't believe it. <laughs> All right. Now, this guest has been my mentor and my friend from a very young age. She took me under her wing when I was maybe about 16. We were debating that. Um, when snowboarding was in its infancy, there was a crew at the Vancouver Resort, Mount Seymour. Now, if you know, you know. She's an original Seymour kid. The first women's pro contest she entered was in 1993, the West Beach Classic, Halfpipe, and she won. She told herself that if she won that contest, she would pursue a pro career in snowboarding, and that worked. She went on to become first at the quarter pipe in the Sims World Championships in 2001. She could be found shooting snowboard video parts all around the Whistler backcountry. She spent many years traveling the world for snowboard contests, photo shoots, and video shoots. You would find her in all the magazines featured in snowboard videos as well. She competed at X Games, Trans World Team Challenge, Snowboard Magazine, Super Park Event, and so much more. She even competed for Team Canada on the National Halfpipe Team back in the day. She was sponsored by many snowboard companies. In 98, she helped design and test the first women's snowboard boot for 32 called the Griffin. She helped design the first women's line for the West Beach for West Beach and founded the first women's snowboard company, Chorus, in 2000 by five professional world-class female snowboarders, including legends Kara Beth Burnside, Leslie Olson, Tomoyaki Omoshi, and Jana Mayan. She brought me on as an amateur in the Chorus team. And that was the first time that I felt supported in the snowboard industry as a girl slash woman. What a time. And I'm grateful to have this legend by my side. This friend, wife, pro snowboarder, entrepreneur, designer, TBI survivor is one of my best friends. I'm happy to introduce Roberta Rogers slash Walker because now you go by Walker. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm a little nervous. That's Really exciting to be here. <laughs> I think sometimes like the the weirdest part when I do these is reading the bio because mm -hmm. you don't really think about your own accolades. Yeah. And then when they're all there, you're like, pew, 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 pew. yeah, it's kind of exciting. <laughs> it's pretty rad. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you ha are no stranger to this podcast, are you? Not at all. I've heard them all. You've heard them all. Okay. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to bring up ChatGBT. Because I got to keep it consistent, right? Totally. And what we're going to do is hopefully this works or I'm going to take ones from the other one. <laughs> we are going to get the 10 rapid fire questions. Oh, from chat. GBT. From chat. GBT. Okay, sweet. Like we've never, we've never done that one before. Usually I like snag them, but I, uh, I want to see what chat GBT is going to say this time. So let's pull up 10 questions. 10 more and then you will get to see it come up <laughs> just like that i don't know it's the craziest thing so we'll start with number one favorite childhood tv commercial is there a tv commercial from your childhood that you still remember fondly that's a hard question that's a really hard question and so actually when i was a kid i wasn't allowed to watch tv <laughs> Fair. Yes, Fair. yes. Um, because my mom told me that um, they just use TVs to try to sell you things we can't afford. Oh. <laughs> so but she's not wrong. No, I know totally. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I don't have a lot of TV time That's for totally my childhood. Fair. Sorry. That's okay. You know what I did in the last episode that you haven't heard yet that hasn't come out? I skipped one. Oh, okay, sweet, sweet. It went to like a historical person that you would have on or something like that. I was like, oh gosh, on the like spot, I can't think. <laughs> um, I personally think of like this one French fries kid, like the crinkly French fries. Um, there's like this cute little kid back in the 80s. That's the stupidest commercial, but he loves his French fries. <laughs> um, okay, 
Number two, dream fictional job. If you could have, oh wait, yeah. If you could have any job from a fictional universe, what would it be? A job. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That's like a given. I'm in. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Where, do you still have that painting? I do still have you that do. painting. Mercedes painted me a Buffy painting because I do love Buffy the Vampire Slayer like big time. We didn't even touch, talk about in your bio the um, sessions. Remember the sessions kit that you made and you made all of the names Buffy? Yes. <laughs> all of the lines of like the jackets and the pants, they all had Buffy names. Yeah. I, I like know. That. I was, I like I was obsessed. You even sent her a chorus snowboard. I did send her a chorus snowboard and toque and jacket and wrote her a letter. Did I was, she ever get back to you? I didn't get a response. I'm sure she got it. Though. I hope she did. <laughs> you probably neighbors with her now. <laughs> okay, number three. <laughs> Favorite holiday tradition. Different. Okay, well, you haven't had these questions before. Okay. Um, what's another holiday tradition that you cherish? Holiday tradition. Mm, goodness. What do you get? What do you and JP do for Christmas? Is that like tradition? We don't have a tra- we don't have traditions. Okay. We don't really. So I don't have any current traditions. The only traditions I remember as a kid that I liked is for Christmas we my mom would take us ice skating at Robson Square, and oh. I loved that. Oh, yeah. Do you know? What I was just thinking that we could go ice skating here. Yeah. That out there. It's, it's piss pouring, disgusting weather at Whistler. So we're not going up the mountain <laughs> on that January 30th, 2024. <laughs> it's very uh, different weather here. Okay. That's a cool one. Okay. I think of you guys and I think of you guys just traveling and that's your, your traveling yeah. for surf trips. That's like your tradition mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's uh, the tradition is doing something outdoors. That's fun. Yeah. I like Which that. so is ice skating at Robson Square. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, number four, unique superhero power. If you could create a completely unique superhero power, what would it be and how would you use it? Ooh, that's really hard. That is a, that's a very in-depth, um, specific it's very specific. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Drop it in hot here. Um, okay. Superpower. Hmm. Hmm. hard to think of them sometimes i know like because this is someone i one that i have to make up well yeah but you could also just choose whatever you want that's Mm -hmm. already been made Mm -hmm. up well okay okay yeah tell me about it my unique superpower would be like like a like a warm like a warm energy field. What does that mean? Well, just that like like warm? Like warmth, oh. but it's like an energy field so I could like oh, like that person could use some warmth energy and with a side of love. Yes, and I could like project that energy onto them. Oh, you're like giving <laughs> happiness. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Oh, so many people need that. Yes. Especially in January. Yes. <laughs> Especially when it's so dark all the time. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Okay. I really like that one. Okay. Number five, favorite type of landscape. Do you mm. prefer mountains, beaches, forests, or cities when it comes to landscapes? You don't have to just choose one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's that one's really hard. Um, and actually, though, I can't currently, you know, like in life, we change, right? Like mm-hmm. it goes up and down. And so I'm going to say what's my current favorite landscape. Okay. But it kind of incorporates too because it yeah. is the mountains. Uh-huh. And the mountains in North Vancouver are forests. <laughs> you know, and like, you're by the beach. You know, like <laughs> I just, I love, I love being in nature and I love being in the mountains and there's trees in the mountains. So yeah. it's just, right now that's currently my favorite type of landscape. And you also live in Southern California. So you've yes. got beaches. Yeah, there's beaches there too. You want them. But there's no mountains. No, not really. <laughs> and that's a bummer. I know. Imagine that that was oh, the dream. Mm-hmm. We'll find that place one day. Um, okay. Fav- uh, dream car, different from your current car. Ah. If you could own any car in the world, what would it be? 
Ooh. I know that you're one with the environment. You I went, know. You went early. In yeah. On the, what do you have, a hybrid? I have a hybrid. Yeah. yeah you went early. Yeah. I've had it for a long time. Yeah. And I love that. I love that vehicle. Mm. So, um, I mean, I honestly am not a big car person. Yeah. Like, period. Yeah. Um, I actually have in the past bought a car without even a brand new car without even seeing it before it even came out because I didn't care. Um, I would say like really my, my dream car right now would be anything electric, anything electric. Yeah. Anything electric, but I'm not tied to like, I mean, I would probably say Toyota because I have a Toyota and they last forever. And what model? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's electric good to go fully electric like plug fully in. plug yeah, in full on i know the thing is i can't do that where i live i don't yeah. have like a real plug yeah. yet yet yeah. i mean and then it's the funny the funny thing is is that i've had friends that will be like driving up to la like from la to mammoth mm-hmm. and they'll actually rent a car even though they have electric because the There's infrastructure is no, yeah, not, not in there. yet because yeah. then it's like an extra like two hours because you're lining up to reboot yeah yeah you can't make it from yeah Interesting. Mm-hmm. Electric all the way. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Once the infrastructure's in for me. <laughs> um, number seven, preferred type of exercise. Mm. What kind of exercise do you like? I mean, I, you do a lot. I do a lot. So am I picking one? Because mm. I can. Or I feel like you're going to pick swimming. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> up there. Swimming is way up there, you know, which is so funny because side note, <laughs> I wanted to learn how to surf. And so I was like, I better learn how to swim because I never learned how to do that as a kid. You know, as a kid, no TV, no swimming. Minor details. Yeah. And so Mercedes <laughs> over here took me to, what's it called? Meadow, Meadow Park. Meadow Park yeah. to teach me how to swim. And it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't that great. I mean, even the lifeguard came over like to help. That's like how. You're a sinker though. I am a total sinker. sinker. Everyone looks at me and like, oh, she's so skinny. She's probably like, I sink like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> and now I love swimming. I, I look forward to it. It's yeah. like a good way to start the day. <laughs> I actually swam this morning. I've I've never had to teach anyone how to swim before. And uh, that was very interesting for me. I was like, okay, how do we break down like the brush stroke and the front crawl? But And then like you're just like I literally know, your like, butt is just like dragging the whole way. I was like, okay. I'm bottom heavy. <laughs> all good. All good. Swimming. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, favorite childhood snack. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an easy one. And it's not a childhood, it's not a snack I didn't have anymore, but cheese. Like cheese strings or just slices? No, like-, like I loved like slices of cheese, but also loved, I don't remember what they're called, but they came in the little circular packages. Baby bells? Yes. Baby, well, who doesn't like a baby I bell? I loved those. I was thinking, my <laughs> thinking you were gonna have those like craft cheese slices oh no see we didn't have like my mom we didn't have any of that kind of processed food oh, type stuff didn't. no no totally not that's nice yeah we yeah. did yes. we did and i and now looking back on it being like i did like those but that's what was in the fridge yeah yeah we didn't have any of that <laughs> okay um dream collaborative meal if you could collaborate with a famous chef to create a meal, mm. what would be on the menu? Wait, wait. Who would the chef be? Well, yeah, I was going to say. Can you tell me? Because he's a famous chef. Know. I know nothing like about Jamie that. Like Jamie Oliver? Yeah, but see, I don't even know who he is. I mean, I know oh. the name, but I don't yeah. know I have him all of his books or what he me. makes. Um, I guess, like, whoever's the most famous chef for making fish types of fish would be who I would want. Yeah. And what would be on the menu? Well, fish, but Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) what kind of like white fish, you know, I don't know. Um, like sushi. No, like, um, parrot fish. I don't even know what that means. I know it's a parrot fish. Like what? (laughs) That's That's a kind of fish. That's a kind of fish. Where do you get it? Well, I've had it in Mexico. Oh, parrot. Like, the bird. I think so. They're serving you chicken. No, I'm no, just no. It's totally a fish cooked <laughs> in a banana leaf with like. Ooh, like with, lemon? Uh, no, not lemon. More like of a, a red sauce. 
Oh, you'd have to Google this now. Yeah. So parrotfish. Yeah. So whoever that chef is out there that knows how to make that, give me a call. You're going to Mexico. <laughs> You're going to Mexico. Okay. Last question of the never rapid fire, rapid fire questions. Ideal weekend evening activity. How would you spend your ideal Saturday evening? Ooh. Gosh, that's a hard one because, you know, I'm pretty boring. You know, <laughs> you're boring. <laughs> um, ideal. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going two places right now. I'm trying to figure out what would be ideal. Like, um, I feel like you'd go to the gym. Yeah, well, I did that in the morning. No, but at <laughs> night, you know what? An ideal Saturday night is this. It's going to Yale Town. Okay. And with JP, or actually with a friend. I'm yeah. totally into that. Like, just going to Yale Town with a friend or with JP and having my favorite sushi yeah. at Bistro Sakana and then getting Mr. Ice Cream after. Oh, yeah. That's like... I so look forward to that, and yeah. I wish it was warm enough right now I could do that. <laughs> but it's just, it's too dark and cold. It's true. But that's like an ideal Saturday night. Like that's, I'm going out. I'm yeah. out on the town. Yeah. I'm downtown. Look at you go. What <laughs> yes. time? What time is this happening? <laughs> Six o'clock. <Yeah. laughs> so good. We're the first ones in the restaurant. <laughs> We made it. We made it through the rapid <laughs> okay. fire. Done and dusted. Awesome. Um, so as you know, this series, I had ChatGPT talk to me about my career. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it would be kind of fun if we did like a little like bit on each episode about your career. Okay. Knowing you didn't go to a couple Olympics. Yeah. But I didn't you, go to a single. You went to mine. Though. Oh, yeah. I went to yours. And I mean, I... Yes, I was. You were at mine. I in was the, in the audience. Yes, so I yes. count, count yes, that. Okay, You've been to okay. an Olympics. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about early influences and beginnings mm -hmm. because I wasn't there for that mm -hmm. part of mm -hmm. it. So I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I skateboarded before I learned how to snowboard. And like I grew up in North Vancouver. And back then, you know, this is the early 90s. Skateboarding wasn't that cool yeah. and it also was small and I made a lot of friends yeah a lot of guy friends from different high schools are on the north shore an awesome group of girl skateboarders from all over Vancouver and was super into that so because of that I like I didn't ski but um my brother hadn't been living with us he'd been living in Manitoba with my dad and he came to live with us and for Christmas he asked for a snowboard like uh -huh. he didn't know that christmas is ice skating <laughs> but anyways <laughs> he did not get the family memo <laughs> he didn't get the family memo and um so me and my mom went to on granville street i think it was maybe called cows i can't remember what it was called but anyways we bought a snowboard for me and graham to share okay um but one caveat of course i didn't Graham had snowboarded before uh -huh. and um, my dad and, and their family, they skied, they mm -hmm. did those type of things that we didn't do. And uh, th back then your bindings were actually drilled into your board. Oh, like they're staying in there. Yeah. They're staying in there. Wait, like through? No, not through, but they're, it was just like. They're not coming out. They're not coming out. And so the board that we oh, bought, no. Kemper Freestyle was drilled for a regular footer. And I'm regular and my brother's goofy. <laughs> so I actually, I didn't even ask for it. I got the board. Um, and and then... I'm curious as to what the stance would have been. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it was like... like there was no going switch for him. No, okay. no. It was it was probably pretty like... Like racer yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was... I mean, it wasn't too bad, but... Um, and then, so one of my good friends from Argyle a skateboard friend, Sean Keen, mm -hmm. he took us up to Seymour and we just, and of course, neither of, I didn't even know you were supposed to turn. Like I just so was just like, straight. yeah, I just tried to go straight as long as I could. I respect that. that was like <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still respect people that do that. <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. And then from there, like I just like my friend, Shelly Murray, she started snowboarding too. And then like, you know, I'd already kind of met 
some people through skateboarding at Griffin, like Suaro and um, Kevin Santalone and yeah. Derek Scott and stuff. And so just started riding a lot and getting into it. And then they it. would be up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then like, you know, I would see them skateboarding and then we became friends snowboarding yeah. like and they totally helped me out. Like, I love that. yeah, it was pre- pretty cool. And I think actually one of the things that spurred me was that that's when we first, you know, watching these snowboard videos and and uh, seeing like Cersei Wallace or uh-huh. who, I, Jana actually from Contest. And um, but how did you get into Contest? Did you like? Did they just happen around you? They did. Well, see, that was the thing. Seymour was like a mecca. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't maybe as much. I mean, we were all riding at Seymour, so I guess yeah, it was a mecca. But I think my very, very first contest I ever entered in was at Mount Seymour. Yeah, and that it makes was, sense. and it was like the contest was under the mystery chairlift, like okay. in that gully, and it was it might have been the same contest that this hip got named after Sean Kearns, uh, the Kearns hit, like yeah, that yeah, same yeah. contest, and and I won. Yeah. So then it was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just, you know, then it was the full BCSA series yeah, and yeah, we're doing yeah. this. And it was, and there were so many people you become friends with, like even up here in Whistler, like Peaches, Grant, mm-hmm. like I would, you know, I was like 14, 15, obviously I didn't drive, yeah. you know, and I, I'd drive to contest with her yes. in her sob or whatever that, that is was. That's so funny because she was my coach. <laughs> I know. Okay, really, really. <laughs> That's who then I would go to contests with. She took me under her wing, too. <laughs> oh, it's a small bubble world. It is a small bubble, especially back oh, there. Awesome. Like, yeah. you saw a snowboarder on the mountain, and they were, like, instantly your friend, right. you know? Because yeah. yeah. they were the only other snowboarder or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it was really cool. Oh, so cool. Okay. Um, let's talk about mentors mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Who, who like, other than the, the Seymour kids. Like, that's a, that's a bunch of guys that, like, yeah. nowadays – would look into no, nowadays they're all friends, but like maybe intimidating for the outside people looking in, right? I don't know. I mean, I never. You were in. <laughs> <laughs> you were in. Everyone was like, oh, everyone probably wanted to be a Seymour kid. Like, there's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, those guys were so my mentors. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, Kevin Tantalone, like, he got me on 32. Amazing. You know, and like, Swaro Dovin, like he got like he got me on Yang and he totally in his style, like I mean, I just really looked up to those guys. Yeah. Like Derek Scott. And there was just so many mostly guys I looked up to. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Like I'd say like I mean, I'd look up to girls I saw in videos. And then there was some girls that like I competed with, like Anna Fitzsimons and well, peaches. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like there was definitely like girls around that were for sure cool. But I definitely was looking up to those the Seymour kids, my friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had um, I had the uh, real wild kittens on, mm-hmm. and and I think I I should have like asked them more in depth. Like, I want to see them on the mountain. I'll be like, who did you look up to? Because then they had like a bunch of girls to look up to. Whereas mm-hmm. like I had you, mm-hmm. and like. But before that, it was like all dudes. Yeah, but totally. I mostly still looked to the dudes. Yeah, totally. I totally <laughs> look. I totally looked to the dudes. I mean, yeah. I looked to girls that I'd see in movies. Like I yeah. want to be like them, but I didn't have it like people like right here like that. Yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. just different. Um, and now just to touch on like, I had to talk about training and preparation, mm-hmm. and obviously mine was a little bit different because um, in the snowboard world, it wasn't cool to work out in the gym mm-hmm. and I didn't want to work out in the gym. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be on snow, but mm-hmm. then being on the national team, it was like mandated mm-hmm. and I went, went kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you do to like prepare for the season? Was it skateboarding, surfing? I don't know. You know what? So it, it was mostly skateboarding, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. definitely, um, and then I did, I did actually get more into, working out actually because this one year it must have been 1996 I sprained my ankle Mm -hmm. and I had to go to physical therapy which I hadn't done before and um I didn't mind it and I actually did all this balance stuff and did all this you know I was off the hill for like three weeks or whatnot and then I went to I'm pretty sure it was nationals in big white and 
I was riding so good. Yeah. Actually, I should have calmed myself down. I was just like, and everyone's like, where have you been riding? You're riding so good, you know? And it was because of that physical therapy I was doing. Right. You know, but I got too excited and I practiced way too much and tired myself out before the finals. I mean, I still did okay, but I definitely, and so in that I was like, oh, okay, actually. So I did start working out, yeah. not during the season, but in the off season, I would be at the rec center mm-hmm. working out. Yeah. Cause you you got that little glimmer. I of got that like, little glimmer of like what a oh, difference it made. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I was like, I'm off the hill for th- three weeks, whatever it was like mm-hmm. right before nationals, this is going to suck. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I love it. So I've kind of stuck to that now, which is, which is so funny because like before this interview, I'm like, well, I just did my work out of the gym, like begrudgingly still doing it, but I have to do it now. So my ribs don't pop out. Mm. Like it's more just taking care of the body now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mine's about taking care of the body now too. Yeah, 110%. <laughs> um, all right. So challenges and triumphs. Should we talk about that next? Okay. So you've, you've had a lot of injuries. You mm-hmm. just talked about your sprained ankle. Um, I have this wild memory of you in a big air at the top of Whistler. Do you remember that? Top of Whistler next to the helipad. Yeah. I don't know what contest. Maybe it was the Showcase Showdown or something like that. But it was or a, like a Kokanee maybe? Or maybe Showcase? Yeah, something. something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. you were just going for it. You're this tiny human going off this gigantic jump. And I feel like you might have gotten injured in that one. But maybe not. But let's talk about some of your uh, injuries that you. I mean, it might have been that that one. I mean, I didn't get like an. In- I you know I that would have been like the two thousands, maybe I late nineties. But let's, what else? What okay. Else well, so here's the thing. Like I've I did have, in in my opinion, not major injuries. Yeah. You know, because I, um, I broke I fractured ribs. Yeah. You know, I. Um, I did have a couple concussions mm-hmm. and, um, I dislocated the shoulder that like on, was on a rail actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I broke in at super park one year, I broke and dislocated like three ribs in my back. Right. And that was actually the most painful injury I've ever had. Ribs. Well, yeah. Cause I've fractured them before, but those ones yeah. were like, that was nuts and then there's nothing you can do there's not there's nothing you can do but i had to like (laughs) good luck breathing yeah i had to be taken down like on the back stretcher and everything which i'd never done that and i was like but by the time i got down there i actually knew like oh it's actually it's not my back it's this and i had also like chipped a really big section of a tooth that that now has a crown on it because (laughs) of it (laughs) Isn't that crazy how it all like attaches? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I, I for myself, I feel like I was kind of fortunate. Yeah, I had injuries. Like I definitely did. Like I and I would keep me off the mountain for a bit, but but it wasn't like knee surgeries. Knee surgeries, exactly. I I remember hearing about like knee surgeries and being like, why are people coming back? Yeah. Like I don't. How do you come back after a knee surgery? Yeah. And then I had my crash, and I was like, well, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm not. I'm not not coming back. And so if we can um, just touch on um, your traumatic brain mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't know, Roberta was biking in Encinitas and um, got hit by a truck. And it's actually just lucky that you're even here. Yeah, totally. 100%. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So um, you had your skull taken out for a while. Um, do you want to go through your injuries if you're yeah, okay with that? Yeah, yeah. So I fractured my skull. I broke my clavicle. I broke all the ribs in my back. I punctured my lung and I burst fractured my T4 and my T12. So that's your in your thoracic spine. And 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 I don't know how you are here right now to be completely honest, <laughs> yeah. but I am so grateful. Yeah. Yeah, my 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 back dented the grill of the truck. <gasps> Oh my God. And that's where I was so strong before <laughs> and so healthy, you know? So like being yeah. strong and healthy, like it pays. It does. It yeah. does. Go to the gym, everyone. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. it pays off. Um, and, and, and I don't want to belittle all the hard work that you mm-hmm. put into that because that is huge. Mm-hmm. How many years and still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was in full-time rehabilitation for two and a half years after that. Yeah. Like, and that's like physical, cognitive, and emotional. Right. Cause it's sort of, it's 
I mean, your brain is kind of everything yeah. for one thing. And then the significant injuries and surgeries I had. Yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. And so many people ask me, they're like, how's Roberta? I'm like, a goddamn miracle. <laughs> she's a miracle. Like, she's walking. She's talking. <laughs> yeah. She can do, like, almost mm-hmm. every. Like, when we went snowboarding, mm-hmm. was that last year or year before? Maybe, yeah. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, like, slow. I was like, oh, she's not slow. <laughs> like, you're freaking crushing it. And then you're out there surfing, too. Yeah, I'm trying. I know you want to get better at yeah, surfing. But, I'm like, gonna... your back has yeah. been mangled. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That's the hard. fact that you're out there in the mm-hmm. water is something else. And I mm-hmm. got to see that firsthand yes. in October. I was yes. like, I had, like, tears in my eyes. I was, like, watching you and JP surf. I was like, oh, my God, Roberta's really out there. It's the <laughs> coolest thing ever. So um, we have actually spent a lot of time talking about the effects of brain injuries mm-hmm. and 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 how much patience it does take and how much perseverance it takes. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's something not to take lightly that yes, we were, and well, we were, I don't know, we maybe still are elite athletes Mm -hmm. in that essence. Mm -hmm. And I think that the mind of an elite athlete is different because we don't have a desk job to go back to when we talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know what it is that clicks in our brain, but it was something where I was like, no, yeah, I'm going again. Like I want to, I want sport back in my life. Mm -hmm. I value that. And so do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, like I, I value sport and also it's brought me so much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like being with people and community and, moving you know like it's just like it's so a part of me yeah you know and it's just not something that I could like not do I know you know I mean yeah and it's hard to be like okay well yeah I used to do it at this level and now I'm going to do it at this level and that's hard that's the hardest that's the hardest part you know because it's just like okay like you know and I I struggle back and forth with acceptance of that yeah you know still because it's just like yeah, but I'm just so used to like working really hard and being able to get to here. Yeah. yeah. But working really hard to get n- now is just like to here. I know. I know. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's the most infuriating yeah. thing. But then if you don't celebrate those tiny totally. little like baby steps, then mm-hmm. you feel like you're going nowhere. Yeah, totally. And, and, and honest to God, it took me eight years to be able to snowboard at top speed and in fog mm-hmm. again which I went four years later to an Olympics. So yeah. like that, that says yeah, something totally. to like still persevering mm-hmm. and, and, and not giving up. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people that may not have that um, passion for mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. they might, they might kind of like need to look a little deeper and see mm-hmm. what their true, true values are. I totally, guess. Totally. That's like the only way mm-hmm. I could. Yeah. It. Yeah. I think so. You know, and, Yeah. And I just want to touch on like what you said about celebrating the little wins because that advice from you Mm. was huge when I got out of the hospital. Huge. And I still to this day do that. Yeah. Like, because I am still like coming across things I hadn't returned to or hadn't done yet. And when I do them, I'm like, win. Yeah. You know, like, because I'm like, you know, you gave me that and it's helped me because I'm like, okay. Like, because I think that that is probably like our mindset of, from being an athlete, like it's progress, it's win, it's yeah. this and this, you know, and yeah. you can still ha- have that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just different things you're celebrating. It's a pain in the ass. It is. It's a pain in the ass. You can say that. It <laughs> yeah, is yeah. a pain in the ass. <laughs> but you know what? Like I just, then the, the thing that makes me, I'm not, I'm not leaving this topic yet because it, it brings back memories to me going to like yoga mm-hmm. when I, when I was still super out of it. And I, that was an internal battle. Yes. At like being like, okay, cool. I can't even come close yes. to what I was doing before. And I haven't done yoga in forever since because yeah. obvi- it did not help with my head, mm-hmm. like the up and the down mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but I definitely felt defeated there. Totally. Totally. If, if there's one of the easiest things that you can do, it's yoga and you're unable to do that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's. It'll that just beat me down real yeah. hard. Yeah, I get that. I had the same experience. I tried to do yoga and I was like, I don't know. Why is it the hardest? Like, like so, <laughs> so hard, you know, it's like, and yeah. it's just so frustrating to have been like, like, to, I'm not a f- flexible person. No, like I never have been. Yeah. And 
I was good at yoga. <laughs> like I was like, I got balance. I got strength, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's just, and then all of a sudden I'm like trying to do yoga after my injuries. And it was like, I'd never, ever done yoga in my whole I life. Know. I know. I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I have a tear in my eye because it really pisses me mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's move on from that because I'm just so proud of you and I will start crying <laughs> if we start talking more in depth about it. Um, let's go back to, <laughs> oh gosh, let's go. I have like such good memories of us traveling together and Roberta, like mad kudos. She just like took this young girl under her wing and then we would be like traveling together. We'd be like going down to Mount Bachelor. Yeah. Remember that? Yes. With, like, Cascade? They're yes. like, oh, come coach with this. And I was like, okay, I'm here with Roberta. I don't know what's happening, but we're just doing it. And then the next thing we're at like the team challenge in yeah. Tahoe. Um, and then we're dressing up for like the pajama party with yeah, Shannon with Dunn Shannon. and Kimmy so was fun. there. It's like yeah. where you meet like so many amazing yeah. people. And then you brought me down to Mount Hood mm -hmm. and I went there for like every Ever. summer yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, and then we did have a little uh, run in at the border once where my dad had to come pick us up. <laughs> That was the best. Isn't he a legend? <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> and then we went to when uh, to, to White Spot, to White and I was Spot. like, I need triple O sauce after that. <laughs> so we we have oh, and and we were in Chile, yeah. and you guys got to leave early, early. and we wanted to bring you with us, but I they know. wouldn't let you because you were too young. <laughs> so I was with the national team on the development team, and that was the World Cup where I was like. I don't remember everyone was there. Yeah, like yeah. Travis was there. Yeah. Like um, Dustin Craven was mm -hmm. there. I was just like, all these people are coming out of the woodwork trying to compete for the Salt Lake Olympics. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to go to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. But that was the one where I was like, if they're going, I want to go. Yeah. But then I got stuck with the national team and it was September 11th, 2001. These guys had already flown home just a day, day before, before me. And I got stuck in the air and we got grounded in Kansas City. And this was like my grade 12 year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm missing two days of the first day of school thinking that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, the World Trade Center had yeah. two planes go into. Yeah. <laughs> we had bigger problems. Yeah, that was a beast. I felt bad leaving you there. And then I ex felt especially bad when I woke up in the morning and there was just a note outside my door that said, turn on the TV. And I was like, because I didn't, we were, we got home and went to bed. You know yeah. what I mean? Didn't even know. And then woke up and I was like, oh my gosh. Who, turned, who left you that note? My sister, oh, Carrie. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like the things that, that were crazy about that is that our flight was from Miami and one of the flights was, was from, from Miami. Miami. Yeah. So um, my mom called in Air Canada and was like, they're like, where's your daughter like flying to and from? They're like, stay, whatever you do, stay on the phone. Yeah. Imagine being so like a scared. Oh, yeah. Brutal. But no, we had like such amazing times together. Yeah. It was so fun. It was amazing. And I thank you so much for taking me under your wing. Thank you for coming. <laughs> we had such good times. <laughs> Our dress up outfits for that tra the trans world tube challenge. I still have that dress. Yeah. I actually made mine into a skirt. <laughs> I, I actually wear that a lot now. Awesome. Because it's like my favorite dress. Gosh, that's so long ago. I know. Wow. Anyways. Time flies. Um, we've talked about your Buffy line with Sessions. We've talked about Chorus. We haven't talked about Velvet. Mm, yes. That's a blast from the past. That is a blast from the past. Ryan, Actually, Ryan Runke. I was, I know, Ryan Runke. <laughs> I was freaking getting off the sea bus the other day and someone had a snowboard with a Velvet sticker on it. I saw a Chorus snowboard someone had and I was like, I wish I'd kept my Chorus snowboards. Yeah. They I have so mine. Good. You do. I do. Yeah. Not all of them, but I have a bunch of them. <sighs> yeah. I'm glad I have them. But yeah, Velvet was awesome. Like, Brunky, Shannon. Yeah. Like, that was a solid crew. Yeah. Mm. I actually, my sunglass was called Buffy. <laughs> None of this surprises me. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller, if you are listening, <laughs> still a huge fan. 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Um, do you have anywhere in the world that you traveled to that was like your favorite spot? Everyone always asks me that question. Oh, like, yeah. Where's your favorite? Yeah. Where's that? Japan. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Like 100%. Like yeah. I, the snowboarding is epic. Mm -hmm. um, even when the locals have said it's been a bad year, I'm like, this is epic. Yeah, like, yeah, Like it's yeah. just not. The people are so friendly mm -hmm. and um. Yeah, the food. Then plus, like when you go to Tokyo or Kyoto, like just exploring, it's 
pretty awesome. I love it. I think I'd been four times. So good. My very first time I went, I went with Chip Wilson from West Beach. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I feel like West Beach is making a comeback. Maybe. I feel like someone said that the other day. (laughs) Or like someone bought it and they're going to like revamp it. Mm. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Um, let's talk about your life after snowboarding. Mm. So you were a professional snowboarder for many years. Mm-hmm. And then you came out of it, but you still gave back to the community being an agent. Mm-hmm. And that was a wild ride. That was a wild ride. <laughs> that was, And that was not a planned ride okay. at all. Mm-hmm. Like I actually, before I even like told my sponsors or anyone that I was going to retire I actually applied for and got accepted to fashion design school because that's what I thought would be my after because I got to work on and design so much apparel and boots and all this stuff and I really liked it so I was like "Ooh, that's what I want to go into so I'd already like applied for got accepted you know I basically like retired and like a month later started that can I ask you rewind what brought you to retirement Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's an e- somewhat of an easy one. Like the year before I'd had, I didn't know what it was. Now I do, but I'd, been have, I'd had this pain. Mm. I didn't have like an injury or a fall or anything, but I had this pain kind of went like down my leg and, and, you know, I went to the doctor and I did don't do anything for six weeks. And then I did mm. Cairo and then I did physical therapy. I did Feldenkrais. I mean, I did Oh, I love a good Feldenkrais. Yeah. That's what got me into osteo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I did everything, but nothing really like helped. Yeah. And so, and I did get a referral to see someone at UBC and, you know, it takes a long time, yeah. right? So yeah. I'd kind of had already decided like that summer before, like, okay, if this pain's not gone mm-hmm. by the winter, this is my last winter. Like I can't, I just, yeah. I can't keep going like this. Cause I remember it, it, that. Yeah. Cause it just kept me like, like I'd ride and I was like kind of court like a little less than I'd want to ride because mm-hmm. I was in pain and then I'd come home at night and I just want to lay on the floor like I just mm-hmm. you know in the end it was um what's it called sciatica mm. you know but I didn't know that then you know and I was and at the time I just thought like okay I haven't even had any major injuries right. and I'm already having this like constant pain like if I keep snowboarding, like I love being active, like yeah. I love doing stuff and yeah. being outdoors. I'm like, Ooh, if I keep snowboarding, like, how am I going to feel in 20 years? Like, sure. you know, so I was like, I think, you know, like, and I'm not riding at the level I want to be riding at. And mm-hmm. so that wasn't that fun. So yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to, oh, gonna, well, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. How did your sponsors take it? Um, I mean, they like 32, like, Eddie Lee, like I'd been with them for almost 10 years and like they were totally awesome. And obviously like you can always get stuff, you know, like like family. Yeah. 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 So like everyone was cool with it, you know? Yeah. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, No fun being in pain. Okay. So then you went into being an agent, really Mm -hmm. giving back to like the community and a bunch Mm -hmm. of athletes. Um, And then after that, you were in Encinitas. Yeah. And then you worked for the government in a sense there which is so wild because we ended up both working for the government at the same time which I I was just like okay who are we the same person (laughs) but you did a lot there Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you gained so many skills and you had already graduated from design school Mm -hmm. my parents went to her graduation I can't remember where I was I was out of country I think I was still competing (laughs) I I think so yeah you totally were (laughs) (laughs) um and then I totally just um didn't segue into your first Olympics. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, that I totally went to last minute. <laughs> Which was my 2010 Olympics. No, and, 2006. Oh, you yeah, 2006. But did you come to 2010 too? Yes. You've been to two. Yes. See, okay, the thing is when, when I'm an athlete at the Olympics, I try not to be part mm-hmm. of that situation because mm-hmm. I really want to focus. So I missed out on having like so many people come mm-hmm. to any Olympics. Wait, how did you make it to tw- 2006? Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> like here I was like, <laughs> like I think I went there with like nowhere to stay. Did you stay with my parents? No, I stay? stayed with Burton. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, because Elena was in the Olympics right. too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it was kind of like, 
Elena's in, Mercedes is in, yeah. I got to go. Yeah. But yeah. of course, I didn't really know what that meant. So I just went. Yeah. No, I <laughs> and didn't I was, know what it meant to I, go to the Olympics either. I was like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Yes. And luckily, I did figure it out when I got there. <laughs> okay. How was that experience for you? I don't think we've ever talked about yeah, this. Yeah. You know, it we was. Don't, we don't normally talk about snowboarding. Yeah. That's no, like we the don't. <laughs> um, you know, it was like. I mean, it was exciting and it was also like so different and Uh kind of confusing. Like Uh I'm just like, you know, because before I sort of like having had been an athlete and then being an agent, I sort of knew my place and Mm -hmm. knew where I could go and knew what I could do and who to talk to, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm in freaking a different country yeah, like yeah you know and it's the olympics and i'm just like wait what 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 does this mean where can i sit where how do i get yeah. how do i get close to my athlete like i don't even know like no, it's you just, can't yeah yeah exactly and it's like no actually you can't i'm like really yeah like it's just so x games and the olympics are the polar opposite totally totally you know <laughs> like i'm just like wow so that was definitely um different yeah. and uh did you enjoy watching or were you just gripped in the stands? No, I totally enjoyed watching. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, I totally did. Cause I was just like, what an experience. Yeah. Like for you, for Elena, for everyone there. Like yeah, I was like, yeah. this is such a cool experience. Do you know what I remember from that? Like if I remember correctly was it was in Italy. So Giacomo Crotter was like the golden child yes. and yes. he was like going so big, mm-hmm. like so big mm-hmm. in the half pipe that I was just like, to the moon this is new Mm -hmm. it was like charged up and now that I reflect on like Vancouver I'm like I'm like oh that's what Tora was talking about when like the whole crowd is going for Mm -hmm. you it's like what they were doing with Giacomo totally totally which I was oblivious yeah yeah and that's what was so cool about like to me I guess because you know there wasn't this super huge Canadian presence in Italy yeah that like to me, Italy seemed like reserved. Right. And then, and then freaking Vancouver, like when you competed at, up at Cyprus, it was like so loud and everyone just, <laughs> and I was like, it was just such a different experience, you know? Right. And of course I didn't get it now, but I'm like, oh yeah, because Mercedes, she's Canadian and we're yeah. all Canadian, <laughs> you know, like I just didn't, I didn't get it at the moment, but I was like, man, like everyone's really into it here. I didn't get it. You know, like, but it was nuts how, how, and and really cool to like experience how excited, like you could actually like feel that energy of like how excited they were, you know, like it wasn't just like me and your dad and Phil, like, (laughs) and your mom, like cheering. Everyone was. No, for sure. It's a wild ride. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't believe I forgot that you're in in Torino too that was so long ago I know I mean we're old now (laughs) (laughs) um okay I do want to um anything else you want to touch on after snowboarding career do you want to talk about dancing I'm just kidding no (laughs) but you know what I do want to say is that after my snowboard career and thanks to my snowboard career like, like when I went to fashion design school um my grad collection, I made snowboard outerwear mm-hmm. and Burton gave me the material oh, to use for it. So cool. So like, that's just so cool to like yeah. have that kind of support, you know? So I, I, I guess I say that cause I'm like, people have really supported me Yeah, in, in all types of ways. Yeah. And I'm so, I have a lot of gratitude for that. Yeah. Definite gratitude for mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard, like for sometimes it's hard for me to like get around the way that snowboarding's changed in a like yeah. cliquey kind of way where mm-hmm. not everyone, I think everyone's just a little insecure yeah. is what it comes down to. Like they're mm-hmm. too shy to say hi or something mm-hmm. like that. And then I, then I personally take it on as a, oh, they don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's my own battle, but, uh, it, it's, it is still a really lovely industry yeah. to be in. And personally, I have no regrets going from figure skating to snowboarding totally (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's the coolest um or i want to close out and ask you what makes you happy Hmm. like is it only one thing no it can be anything okay so being outdoors Mm -hmm. makes me happy Mm -hmm. always all the time doesn't yeah always and um and two, I do love dancing with JP. 
I got to see it. I got to see it firsthand and it made me so happy. I it's almost had tears in my eyes. And, and if you know me now, I cry a lot, but whatever. But yeah, that's fun. Like that's just, just like fun to do. Like like dancing for me is like fun movement, which I love, but it's also like connection, yeah. you know, and creativity. And so like, I, I love it. You guys are the couple that I look up to. It's the cutest. I love them. Um, if you don't know who her husband is, it's J.P. Walker. I don't really talk about him very often because Roberta is my best friend, so it doesn't really matter who her husband is. But we love him. Yes. <laughs> and he he's doing amazing things as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm really proud of him too. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, well, thank you for having me. I was really nervous. <laughs> thank you for coming on. I appreciate yeah. it. I wanted to have you on before, but I wanted this to be a special episode, which it was, and it's our hundredth episode. And I couldn't think of anyone better to have on. Thank you. Um, from skateboarder to snowboarder to a magical human being right next to me that's still with us. I am in awe of you as always. Thank you so much thank for you. dropping in today. Thanks. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram at Mercedes Nickel at dropping in with Mercedes. Check it out. Let me know what you think of the series. And thank you. Thank you for dropping in today. For dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks DJ Kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.